Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hey guys, Dan Bradbury here, coming live from Disney World, Florida. I've got a great show for you this week. We're going to be talking about how to get the best quality clients worth two to 10 times as much as regular clients. But first up, the member of the week. So special shout out goes to Sonia Gill from Heads Up or UK Heads Up for hosting our Mastermind Skills Day. So uh, Sonia's business, they make UK schools outstanding. She's had two, I believe, record-breaking years in a row despite the pandemic. So despite being a company that does live face-to-face training in schools, they pivoted and they've had record-breaking years, revenue and profit. And just this week, whilst I've been on holiday with my family in Disney, she delivered a a skills day training for my mastermind members on how to have difficult conversations. You can check Sonia out at ukheadsup.com. Anyway, to this week's episode. So Disney, I want to, I want it to be known that I'm not naturally a Disney aficionado. I'm actually kind of quite quiet, low-key kind of guy. But Disney is the perfect place to talk about getting the right quality clients because uh, several years ago, I think it was about 2014, 15, Disney overtook Vegas as making the most money per square foot of any consumer location in the world, I believe. So if you think that Vegas has got sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and yet Disney, you know, what do they have? They have a, a mouse, right? And yet it makes more money per square foot. It is an absolute money machine. And for the most part, people are ecstatically happy to spend the money, even if they're spending 2x, 3x, 5x, 10x as much money as they would on a holiday elsewhere. Really, every need you can imagine is catered for. Every single situation has been considered and it's part of this kind of environment where you're just designed to spend more money at Disney. So uh, a different analogy which might be helpful would be like sometimes used with my clients is air travel, right? So so now that we're opening up again and people are traveling internationally, if you're flying from the UK transatlantically to Florida to go to Disney, there are four different classes of travel you could go on most transatlantic flights. You've got economy, premium economy, business class, and first class, okay? And if you think about that, they're very different price points from, you know, 1x to kind of 10x, the price point from economy to first. And I want you to imagine if you knew somebody their whole life, they've only ever flown economy, their entire life, the only class of travel they've ever flown is economy. And they are deciding to go from the UK, from Heathrow, let's say, to Disney World. How do they decide which airline to fly with? And ultimately, if they're the type of person that's only ever flown economy, they might go to a Skyscanner or some kind of equivalent flight comparison website, and they're going to shop and find about who's got the cheapest flight, right? That's probably going to be their dominant criteria. However, if you know somebody who's only ever flown business or first class their entire life, and they're deciding to go to Disney World, Florida, how do they make the decision? They might decide it based upon convenience, 
which is the closest airport for them. They might just do it based upon comfort. Who's got the best first-class lounges? You know, the Concorde lounge at Heathrow Terminal 5, or who's got the best, most comfortable seats? Or Emirates is better than BA or Virgin, et cetera, et cetera. They might decide who's got the best service. They might decide who do they have the most frequent flyer miles with. But the point is, if you really think about it, what's the one criteria they're probably not using to decide who to fly with? And the answer is price. So if you've got these two different customer types or avatars, the marketing, think about the marketing that will be required to attract those customers. And the marketing that would attract the economy passenger is going to be the very thing that would turn off the business or first class passenger. I've got a good friend who shall remain nameless. You know who you are, Steve, who, who actively drives 90 minutes past his local airport to get to Heathrow because he refuses to fly Ryanair. So he, so he goes out to the continent, goes out to Europe quite frequently and his nearest airport, he could fly Ryanair to the airport in Europe that he's trying to get to, but he actively drives 90 minutes further to get to Heathrow just so that he can fly with a different airline, right? Because he, he hates flying Ryanair that much. Now, this podcast isn't pro or against Ryanair. The point is different people have different needs, wants, and desires. And what attracts somebody like the cheapest price, cheapest seats, you know, it will turn somebody else off who wants to pay for the luxury and the convenience. Here's what this means to you. Not all customers are equal, right? Not all customers are equal. So in your business, what type of customer are you trying to attract? And the problem I see often is that business owners, they've got economy marketing, but they want first-class passengers. Is it possible that your marketing screams economy and yet you're wanting to attract first-class passengers? So look, I've got a great worksheet that will kind of walk you through this, a simple process, a two-page PDF worksheet, which will take you maybe 20, 30 minutes to do. It's six simple steps that will help you identify and tell you how to get your ideal clients because at a base level, so there's two kind of key takeaways that I want to get over to you. At the base level, you need to decide who your ideal client is first before you can attract them. And then at the more advanced level, you say, okay, we've got different people with different needs. How do we cater for them? So, you know, some people, well, you would agree that Disney is a much more expensive holiday than the average family holiday. But inside of that range of Disney holidays, you go from, from cheap kind of base level, they're taking your sandwiches into the park, base tickets, all the way up to uber, uber premium. You're staying in park in VIP suites. You know, you're getting not just fast pass tickets, but VIP tickets. You know, you're getting queue jumpers, you're getting your food included, you're getting the whole shebang. And that price range is very diverse. So for small businesses, just clarifying who your ideal clients are so you can market to them and get them more specifically is helpful. An advanced or if the business becomes bigger is about how do you cater across that range of different types of customers or avatar that sit inside your business. So, you know, you can quickly clarify, okay, what do you need? What offers are given to those economy passengers? 
premium economy, passengers, business, and first class, metaphorically speaking. So a few thoughts for you, just brain dump. My head's still a bit fried from going on all these roller coasters. So oh, if you want to follow through a simple worksheet that will help you find customers that are worth two to 10x more money to your business, just go to denbradbury.com forward slash clients. You don't even need to opt in, get this finding your ideal client worksheet at denbradbury.com forward slash clients. So additionally, this week, recommended reading, The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey Jr. So The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything. So this book's been around, oh yeah, it must be 15 years old now. And so Stephen Covey's eldest son, so Stephen Covey Jr., talked about how uh, trust changes everything. It talks about how it's overlooked and it's misunderstood, really, it's, it's almost like a lubricant that facilitates business, right? Oh, I said differently, the, the lack of trust is time killaging, energy draining, bureaucracy, because when people don't trust each other. So everything in business gets sped up when you've got trust. And the book, The Speed of Trust, is, in my opinion, just a classic, well worth the reading about how do you facilitate it in everyday transactions with customers, with colleagues, you know, with the, with the marketplace. So this week's recommended book is by Stephen M. R. Covey, The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything. And a closing quote for you this week is by President Ronald Reagan. There are no great limits to growth because there are no limits of human intelligence, imagination, and wonder. All right, that's it for this week. I'm off to the Magic Kingdom to give lots more of my money to Mickey Mouse. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.